Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, temporal manipulation, strange time travel rules, a do-nothing protagonist given a second chance to fix things, gang life, and lots of manga news. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 393, Tokyo Revengers. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys have been good during this crazy tumultuous time. Hope you're safe, hope you're well, and hope that manga has been there to keep you safe and hopefully you have listened to our other podcasts. And if you're joining us for the first time, Welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast providing informative reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. Every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and I tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the design, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. And if you like what you hear, we have several other episodes you could check out at www.spyrokin.com where we have, besides our manga review, we have our motion picture review, our anime review, our game review, our con review, and our book club. You can check them out. And also, you can join our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Spyro Discord, you can comment and leave notes and comments. Also, remember, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, and various other social media platforms. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. So, now that that's out of the way and we're good, let's get to it, shall we? Because we've got a lot to talk about because this week was crazy with news and the manga review was pretty... Well, I'll get to that. So let's get to the news, shall we? So first off, the biggest news of all, for those of you who are con-goers on the East Coast, one of the most popular or infamous conventions, Katsukan, which was at the Gaylord Hotel in Maryland, has canceled their 2021 event. Yes, you heard that right. An event that is happening in the future has been canceled. And why are they canceling this wonderful convention, which has been going on for 27 years? Well, due to covid They've decided that they are not going to risk it because there's no official cure in sight. So, for everyone who has a ticket for Katsukan 2021, your show has been canceled. But they are offering automatic refunds for attendees who have pre-registered and have made reservations for the hotel. So, that's not too bad. Oops, sorry. Something just hit the mic. No worries, though. So, that has happened. And more importantly... Just shows that conventions are going to be weird for a while. I really do hope that once the vaccine for COVID-19 comes out, we'll get back to some sort of normalcy because I don't want the world to become just online conventions. I do like interacting with people and such things. But that is our big news. But we have a lot of other news going on, especially because it is the middle of the month. And you know what that means? Licenses. Everybody has their new licenses for the month. And... We have so many to talk about, so let's get to the first one, the one which has promised they're going to have 400 titles by the end of the year, and they have one month left, and they have 163. So unless they do 100 titles in the next month, I really doubt that they're going to make it. But we're talking about Fantastia Inks, Futakia Boys Love Manga Subscription. Now these guys have been releasing a lot of titles, but like I said, they're not going to release their total, I don't think. But they're releasing 13 new titles that they picked up again by Kaosha. And the 
volumes that are, you can check out on the subscription are going to be Omaira Deshio by Kotsuko Yamamoto, Honto Yaji by Kotsuyo Yamamoto, you have Mashita no Fudashikun by Chihaya Kuriowa, Talim Daremo Shiranai Ryo no Hanashi by Yuki Kazami, you have Bitch no Neko wa Koshina Katanai by Mio Tonojo. Bitch na Neko wa Dokushenyo ni Aregaranai by Mio Tonoji. You have Bitch na Neko wa Ritsuji no Sumiwo Togu by Mio Tonoji. A lot of stuff by Mio Tonoji and in the same universe. So I'm guessing that these are all sequels. You have Umitu Uiwe Kono Taido by. Noako Minashima. Sorry if my pronunciation isn't great. I do apologize. Some of these are kind of difficult to translate in my head. Kozoko ni Nate Minasaka by Koyami. Kinkyoro Renai by Natsumi Ito. Kofuku wa Kimi no Tonore ni by Aki Nohagi. And Korisora no Soda Te Kata by Yuka Fukushima. And finally, the last one. BL Mangaka Shuchocho Hostwa Ko by Yuka Fukushima. So, as you can see, it's everything by Kaoshima, who they just have pretty much like four writers who do different stuff. Could be interesting, could be bad. If you're a BL fan, it's lots of content to check out. And speaking of BL, there is a new company in town. Yes, a new group has decided to release manga. And this is a company out of Dallas, Texas. And we're talking about local manga. Now, Local Manga is an, a new and upcoming company that was founded in Texas in summer 2018. They are a boutique localized company specializing in Boy Loves Manga. And while they continue to focus on Boy's Love, they've expanded to other genres. And they've received support for direct localization and publishing in cooperation with artists. And they hope to print releases in the future. And they want to begin their rise by releasing two new licenses it's their first licenses they have because they've worked on this since 2018 but i guess it's been a while but they've got two licenses the first one is the perfect sun by ririo coming out in november 2020 and it tells the story of satori ishihashi a average delivery man in a secret relationship with the head of the ikawa corporation yukiya kaiji and he adores yukiya's refined nature every time they meet up and despite yukiya having a family satori is still bespoken with the older man when things come to rise how will this relationship end who knows dun, dun, dun. and then in early 2021 they have prince noir what's going to happen with that one we have no idea but both are going to be released digitally in north america so next we have the wonderful online service manga planet and they've acquired seven, count them seven, Yuri Super Light novel licenses from publisher Parasola Inc. Now, for those who don't know, Super Light novels are a little different than regular light novels. Regular light novels are just shorter books that are released in anthology format. Not anthology format, they're in serialized format. So they're stories that are broken down, but they're smaller than a regular novel. Now, Super Light novels, on the other hand, are shorter light novels that are at most... 10,000 words per volume. They're mostly illustrations, and then each page they have has three to five sentences. That's it. So it's like super, it's almost like kid books. But these are obviously about Yuri, so not kid books. 
and we've got some great titles coming out. Now, on November 30th, my birthday, ironically, you have First Love Story, Shino X Asuka Story, or Hatosukoi Signal, Shino and Asuka Hen. And this is by uh, Favori Inc. It's stories by Kosami Tamoki and art by Hibiki Auta. And this tells the story of Shino, who Ever since she first saw Asuka take the stage to lead the freshman pledge, she knew they were entirely different worlds. Intelligent, endlessly talented Asuka is the, the type who'd only be friends with fellow preppy girls, never ordinary girls like her. The right plan of action for Shino is to fit by sticking close to her old friends, getting through academics somehow and snagging herself a boyfriend. But when Asuka herself asks Shino to be her friend, does fitting in even matter? Uh, on December 2nd, uh, Yuri Will Not Blossom at Work, or Office Niyori Wa Sakamansen, and this is by Mai Yanagawa, with art by Rui Hozuki. And this is about uh, Rika, who, just as Rika thinks the matchmaking event she gradually signed up for can't be any more dreadful, she runs into her colleague-slash-rival, Yuri Kasugi. Using Rika's embarrassment and leverage, Yuri compels Rika into helping her find the perfect candidate to marry. With the advice, rather the unnecessary commentary of her two other colleagues, Shiori and Rika, Rika goes along with Yuri's antics with the hopes it will lead her arrival away while she climbs up the company ranks. What happens when Rika's nurturing tendencies coincide with Yuri's secret vulnerabilities? Who knows? Bum, bum, bum. So on December 1st, we have Lovely, My Adorable... Menichi or lovely Itoshi no Menichi, and this is by Kumako Nambu with art by Hiromi Takashima. And this tells the story of uh, the prince like Hikaru that everyone has their eyes on. There's one person that Hikaru's got her eyes on, her darling childhood friend Mamichi, but between Mamichi's hot and cold personality and Hikaru's subconscious denials, this sure doesn't look like a recipe for success. But when a certain repeat customer gets into Mamichi's good graces, will Hakaru muster up the courage to confess to her first love? Who knows? On October 3rd, they're releasing Two Guns Under the Sheets, or Sheets Noshita Niji Futoshi, by Nanako Hoshi, with art by Taki Kitao. And this is about uh, Aya, who all she wanted was a one-night stand, who could take her mind off her lost love but with sakura she may have gotten more than a one-night stand she may have finally found the one but before she rushes into imagining their future together there's one uncomfortable question i has to face could she possibly could it be possible that her beautiful new love is somehow related to the same organization she's bound by duty to destroy who knows on december 4th yuri zen salon or shiryuki's comforting food therapy by uh, kumako nambo with art by miso higashikawa and this is about uh, Miko meeting Dr. Shiriori that one rainy night, or was it just her cramps? Pastier Miko works through the pain like the rest of us, but when her ailments begin to affect her work, she's got to be someplace she, something she could do about it. Enter her beautiful, mysterious, herbal, medicinal Dr. Shiriyuki, who might be the solution to Miko's problems in more ways than one. And as usual, all of these Yuri manga are free to check out the first chapter on manga plants library section but if you're a subscriber you can read the rest of the series all these sound actually really compelling the one that i'm most interested in is two guns under the sheets because that sounds really crazy also uh 
Yorizen Salon's Shiroyuki's Comforting Food Therapy could be interesting if it's a food manga. For those who don't know, I like food mangas and food light novels, so this might be a good thing to check out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, oh, yes, I forgot there's two more licenses they have. They have uh, Sasaki no Red or Read My Lips by Kumako Nambo again. And then finally, uh, Pianissimo of the Lips or Angels After School. And this is, again, by... Kumako Nambo with art by Yu Kijimi. It seems like most of these books are by Kumako Nambo, just with different artists. And they're all interesting and intriguing. So next publisher, Soul Press, has licensed two new manga and three light novels, and they have no release date for the manga, but the light novels are going to be released on December 28th of this year. Now for the mangas, you have Is the Order a Rabbit?, by Koi, and this is about crazy uh, Kokoa, who sings Rabbits, Rabbits, as she enters the house of Rabbit House. But little does she know that she spent the next few years of her life there. Follow Kokoa as she makes friends with the quiet and blunt Chino, the strict yet kind military buff Rizo, the calm and gentle Chia, and the elegant yet down-to-earth Sharo. You don't want to miss the first volume of Is the Order of Rabbits. You have Blend S by Miyuki Nakayama, in when looking for a part-time job, Sakura Noyama Maika finds herself hired by a cafe where each waitress plays a different character type. She's got a pretty scary look in her eyes, so for her role, she's asked to play a sadist. And it turns out, to much to her surprise, she's quite good at it. What strange fun awaits her at a new post? Find out in Blend S. And those are the two mangas that they're releasing. But it, what's cooler is that they actually have the three light novels coming out. First one is I Surrendered My Sword for a New Life as a Mage by Shin Koduchi and with art by Nikomi. And this one is about Soma, who gets reincarnated from a powerful swordsman into a new world. In this life, he doesn't want to be a swordsman anymore. He now wants to master magic. And when he learns he has no skills at all in this life, he has to learn how to deal with this, especially because he's not going to take no for an answer. This one seems like a nice twist on the Isekai genre, but we'll see how it goes. Probably going to get an anime adaptation, I bet. The next light novel is Let This Grieving Soul Retire. Woe is the weakling who leads the strongest party. This is by Tsukikage with art by Choko. And the third light novel that they're releasing is The Game Master Has Longed Into Another World by Akasuchi with art by Yui and Merono Tomari. We have no idea what the second two light novels are about, but all of them are coming out on October 28th, three days after Christmas, so you should be excited. All of them seem to be light novels, though, so eh, could be good. Let's see. Now next is Square Enix. They just don't release video games. They do manga and light novels as well. And they're actually announcing that they're launching a new label for light novels specifically. And they're going to be calling this SQEX Novel. Now, they're launching on January 7th, but they're going to have nine novels for their launch. Each one is different and unique. And so you've got, didn't I say to make my abilities average in the next life? Or Watashi no Yori wa Henko de Tai Italiani by author Funa and illustrator Itushi Ataki. You have Tensei Tare Dragon no Tamago Tate, or Reincarnated as a Dragon's Egg. Let's aim to be the strongest by author Nekoko and illustrator Naji Yamadia. You have The Werewolf, The Annals of Vite by author Yogetsu and illustrator Tashima Nari, four volumes. And then 
the cool thing is that if you want to check out that one early, Der Werewolf is available on uh, J Novel Club in English, and Seven Seas is also releasing Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average the Next Life in English. Now, their other novels, which are completely brand new that aren't released with anybody else, are Yusha Party wa Toshiara Ore Gate Ore Kare Sukoto Koreta Yo de Oreshi. Um, I was banished from my adventure party, but I'm happy they left without me. So, oh, great holy woman, wouldn't it be bad for you to be pursued by you? And this is by author Rengi Husui and illustrator Kaito Shibano. Then you have Akuyaku Reiju wa Dekairot ni Hareshimata. Have I entered the route of being doted on by the villainous? By author Juya and illustrator Machiyoi. You have Bano. Marazuki Cheat de Otegero Slow Life, Moradesca Nanika. With this powerful, with all powerful rural development cheat, I live an easy, slow life. Yes, it's a village, so what? By or, author Sichiro Kuzo and illustrator Yoshitaki Isayama. You have, okay, I'm not even going to try to read this because I'm going to be terrible, but it translates to Boredom Hating Sealer User. In prison, my occasional roommate is an old man who is the only sealing user in the world, so to kill time, I become his apprentice. And this is by Renji Sotomatsu and illustrator Soichi Ito. Then you have the party's gopher support member longs to be banished. Banishment is now the current fad, but my party members overestimate my value and won't let me go. This is by author. Tozio and illustrator Koroganaya. Of course, these have those super insane long titles for light novels that are so hard to read and translate. Uh, the next one is When Four People Who Have Negative Skills Gather and Their Synergies Create the Strongest Party. This is by Kichi Kozaku and illustrator Shirabai. So, a lot of light novel stuff, but in some fantasy stories, but eh, could be really good. Again, you gotta check them out and see what happens. Now let's get to Yen Press. Yes, Yen Press, and they're easy. They have not too many things coming out, but they're all going to be engaging. So first off, you have The King of Death at the Dark Palace. This is a light novel by Tsukikage and illustrator Meron Tomare. When a sickly boy succumbs to illness only to be awakened as a weekly undead, his first thought is not of horror, but joy. Sadly, his delight is cut short by the realization that he's still not in control of his own body. The excruciating pain that plagued him in his previous life has simply been replaced by the necromancer that brought him into this one. Now to win true freedom, he must put his unlife on the line and fight for his dark master. Uh, next is the light novel adaptation of Children Who Chase Lost Voices from Deep Below, plus 5 centimeters per second. And this is a new 2-in-1 novelization of Makoto Shinkai's Two Great Stories, 5 centimeters per second, which is the romantic drama. And then you have the adventure of children who chase lost voices from deep below. So you can check them both out in a two-in-one novelization. Uh, Yen Press is also releasing Omni Cat's Lord's Manservice manga. And this is by Rato Kitaguni. And this tells the story of high school second year Izumi Yakihara. His life is completely average until a series of unfortunate events turns his life upside down. And as if losing his parents wasn't enough, he's saddled with massive debt and forced to relocate to a new residence. On the bright side, the owners of his new residence offer him a chance to repay his debt by serving cats. So, could be adorable, could be horrifying. We don't know. Next one is the manga Light Hardboiled Stories from the Cat Bar. This sounds, right now, off the bat, it sounds like a film noir story. So, let's see. It's by Ono 
Yore, and it's an assassin's unable to get over the loss of his cat, a man with a scar on his cheek, and a feline named Dandy that is waiting for his master to return are the central center of this gritty tale of men in tears that one sounds really cool and i'm excited to see that one uh next manga is i'm the hero but the demon lord's also me by akiyoshi ota with art by tetsuya endo uh yuma sugari is an ordinary high school student whose family runs a public bathhouse he leads a perfectly uneventful life but all that changes when a beautiful woman from another world appears before him certain that he's the hero she's been searching for sure he's no hero but how could he refuse such a beauty uh, Uncle from Another World by Akayoshi Ota, with art by Tetsuya Endo. When a middle-aged man wakes up from a 17-year coma, he tells his nephew, Takafuma, that he's been adventuring in another world. It's a generational gap comedy starring an uncle who bridges two universes. So, a twist on the Izakai with a also dad manga vibe. And Akayoshi Ota is pretty cool. So, we love this. Your Turn to Die in After School... Uh, Hanako-kun manga by Tetsuya Ikigagi. Um, Sarah Chidoden has been getting harassed by a mysterious stalker lately, so her concerned friend Joe Tenzuya decides to walk her home, but when they arrive, the two are attacked by someone in blackout. When they come to, they find they've been restrained to some tables in a strange room. This sounds unsettling and twisted and truly horrific. And because it's by Tetsuya Ikigami, I want to read this now. Because, let's be honest, he is a sick and twisted individual, and this is going to be amazing. And the final one that they're releasing is If the RPG World Has Social Media Novels. And it is a light novel and manga series where a fancy world has become fully functioning with internet and smartphone for some reason. And it's only natural for a 16-year-old hero to declare war on the Demon Lord via text message. But... It's na- is it natural for that demon lord to be an innocent snowflake who hates conflicts? Take a peek into this unfortunate hero's chat log with a unique group of RPG characters like an overly pure demon lord, her cheerful generals who all adore her, the kidnapped princess who seems to be developing a major crush on her captor, and all the insane other members. And this is written by Yusuke Nita with manga art by Sato Kamigoya and illustrations for the light novel by Yuki Natsu Amakaze. So... This one is going to be probably similar to the Train Man novel where it's a chat log, but I do want to read that one. So those are all of the licensing news. We do have some more news that's left that's going to be quick and easy. Now, first off, on January 27th, Kodansha's weekly Shonen Magazine will be launching a direct sequel to Nabaki Suki's The Seven Deadly Sins manga. Now this sequel will have a new protagonist, new enemy, and new animal companion for you to obsess about. So if you like Seven Deadly Sins, you're going to like this sequel series. On December 9th, Shogo Aoki, the mangaka for Demon Slayer Side Story 2, Dai Katana, is launching a new vampire manga in Katakawa's monthly Dragon Age magazine. The title is going to be Blood Doom, and that's all they're telling right now. On November 21st, Yuto Shizuko will launch the Sakamoto Days manga in Weekly Shonen Jump's 51st issue. Now, the manga is going to be centering on someone whose boss used to be a legendary assassin. I think they've become too old to be that. So, it looks funny and it's Weekly Shonen Jump's first new entry in a while. They actually have two coming out. The other one's actually coming out the week beforehand on November 16th. And that is Mitsu... Sorry, 
Mitsutoshi Shimabuko's new manga, Build King, is going to be released in the 50th issue of Weekly Shonen Jump. And this is a brand new manga that was inspired by a one-shot that he did, also called Build King, that is classified as an architectural action manga. And the one-shot was revolving around Kugi, a young man in Carpenter who takes on jobs to build homes for animals for a living. He lives in a sentient house named 2x4, and they bicker often. One day, a duel of burglars show up whose specialty is to steal buildings, but 2x4 manages to beat them into submission. It turns out that the duel was part of a bigger organization whose goal is to take back the mystical living house, and that's where it goes. So it's about architecture and adventure and strangeness. So... I never thought I would see a manga about living architecture, but okay, that works. On November 6th, mangaka Rando Ayami launched a new manga with artist Ao Anoi titled Kinki Inoyori no Jitsushi, or The Chroniclers of Taboo Powers, and this was released on Hero Inc.'s Comiplex magazine, or actually their website. Uh, the manga story begins when a new infection begins spreading among humanity as a certain comet nears the Earth. The supernatural disease power is incurable but gives people superpowers. The story centers on Shiori Tenkawa, an unknown but excellent chronicler working for the Center for Supernatural Disease Control. This is super depressing, but it is a different sci-fi take on a pandemic. So, might be good, might be bad. It did come out. Check it out. We may put it on the wheel of manga. I don't know, though. And the final bit of news. Um, also on November 6th, Kamuri Karakara is launched Laughing in Purgatory or Rengoku ni Waro on the Mangamo app. Now, this manga is a prequel to Laughing Under Clouds. And this manga is set during the Warring States period of Japan, about 300 years before the main story takes place. And it centers on the Owari at Lake Biwa. If you like laughing under clouds you'll enjoy this manga i checked it out it's a very period piece and warring states period so kind of cool kind of history buffy but also really elegant looking so that's it for the news if you like the news segment let me know what you think email me zanspirekin.com or tweet me at spirekin if you think that i should actually make this section a little bit less because this took most of the episode so far but now let's get to the part that is awesome. The part that I do this manga review for, the reason why I do it, and that's the manga review. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it did turn to be that reviewing a manga that was written by Ken Wakui and published by Kodansha. Released over here by Kodansha USA, digitally, and it will be in an actual release. Uh, the original run was 2017 to present. There are 19 volumes a live action version coming out there is an anime coming out in 2021 and it is a sci-fi adventure series and what we're talking about is tokyo revengers now this is a very difficult topic to cover because this manga focuses on one of the most debated and either tropey or genius elements in sci-fi we're talking about time travel and this one does something very different with some elements, and it's pretty unique. So try to follow me if you can listen. So when it opens up, our main character, Takamachi Hanagaki, is watching the news, and he finds out that his girlfriend from middle school was murdered. 
she got killed and her little brother was murdered. And his girlfriend, Hinata Tachibana, was the only girlfriend he ever had. And she got killed by a vicious group known as the Tokyo Manji Group. And she was the best thing in his life. And he is 25 years old. He's kind of admitted that he peaked in middle school. And it's just gone nowhere since there. He's got a shitty apartment with thin walls. His boss at the convenience store he works at, who's six years younger, treats him like shit. And to top it off, he's a complete and total virgin. So he is at rock bottom of his life. Now, as he's musing about what happened with his girlfriend and how his life has changed, he's at the subway and someone pushes him onto the tracks. Now, most people, when a train is coming at them and they're about to die, they would be thinking about their life and where they went wrong. And instead of that, he thinks about Hinata and wondering what he could do, what he could have done to save her, how he could have changed his life to be better and why she had to die. And a minute later, suddenly, he appears back in time. 12 years ago, on the same day, and it's him and his friends, and he's back to being 12 years old, and him and his friends are going, they're going to mess with a new gang that showed up, and they think they're cool, they're young, they're thugs, they're going to kick ass and kick butt. He goes, he gets his ass kicked, and this is him as a teenager, as a young man, when he's way younger, and he's like, this has got to be a dream, uh, I guess I'm dying and I'm just remembering the past. And he goes, he does this, he gets his ass kicked, him and his friends get beaten up. And he ends up going back to Hinata's house because he's thinking, I gotta see her. He goes see her, talks to her for a bit, and she makes him feel better. Because she's like, if I know what was going on, I'd defend you, I'd make you feel better. And he remembers why she was awesome and made him feel good. And he's like, oh, that's great. This is a good death dream. It'll be good, it'll be fine. And as he's leaving, because it's the past, he ends up seeing this little kid getting bullied in a park it's late at night and he ends up defending the kid has him run away it turns out that that is Hinata's little brother and he ends up telling the little brother listen pay attention 12 years from now you and your sister are going to get killed try to stop that you got to remember that okay I want to defend your sister you want to defend your sister and this will be good all right and the little kid who's like six years old Nods his head, he believes it, he agrees to it. They shake hands. The minute they shake hands, suddenly, Takemichi wakes up. He's been unconscious for a day. He's at the terminal, and next to him is a young man with spectacles, who's like six years younger than him. And it turns out that that is the younger brother. And he's like, you went back in time and told me what to do, and I knew that that was what had happened. So I came and I fixed it. We fixed the past. But my sister's still dead. So we have to keep going back in time until and figure out how you can go back in time, have you go back in time to save my sister. And he ends up doing this by changing time and aiming to become a member of this delinquent gang that's going to rise up. And he ends up becoming friends with the gang members. And he ends figures out that one... He goes back in time 12 years ago, exactly. So time does progress. And when he's in the past, his body goes in a coma. So he's alive, but he's 
he's he's his body's alive, but his spirit goes back in time. And any change that happens, he remembers it and brings it forward. And it's little things that are changing over time. It's he goes back for a couple of days. His friend who was successful is now poor, but things are looking better. On another hand, one of his friends figures out that he's able to go back in time. His life has gone to shit, and he's like, "Listen, man." You gotta fix things, and he kills himself in order to make sure that he does something to fix his friend's lot in life. So it's it's a lot of causality and temporal mechanics. It's 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 not bootstrap paradox where it's impossible to happen because the reason why you went back in time is why you happened, but it's very um, very butterfly effect. Everything he does has an impact, and his way to go forward and back in time is with the little brother. Every time he shakes his little brother's hand, the little brother's hand, he goes to the present. And that part is pretty confusing, but it is a very engaging story where if you can get around that temporal physics, it's pretty cool because he's going back in time to save his girlfriend, and every time he does it, it changes things slowly, but it does take a while. Originally, I thought it was... Like, again, where he gets hurt, goes to the past, and that's it. He's going to now get his revenge and rise to the top. And no, it's he constantly is correcting himself. He's got to go back. And unfortunately, he, he can't go past 12 years backwards. He can't go 13 years, oh, I screwed up, let me redo this. It's no. It's you made your step, and then you're going to have to keep working on it to see how it goes. And it's not the exact same time. So anything that he misses, he has to fill himself in on. He's like, okay, it's been three days. And his brain kind of remembers what happens. So his brain has the old timeline pressing with the new timeline. And that eventually could cause problems. I'm not entirely sure. However, it's also got the whole thing of him becoming a gang member and him rising up in the ranks. Because when it starts out, him and his friends get his ass kicked, which is what happened. And they end up becoming the, I don't want to say that they're cabana boys, but they're gophers for the gang. And after everything that happens, when he goes back a second time, he says, fuck it, I'm going to prove myself. And he proves himself by just being badass and, and taking no more shit from anybody. And because he does that, he ends up impressing the leader of the Tokyo Manji gang. And they become friends. And that changes his perspective later on because it's like hey you were friends with this guy and that led to a new thing happening to you and now he has to figure out who is involved when he goes to the present and see where each line goes goes back and fixes that without fucking things up because it is butterflying it's butterflying effect all the time every change he makes there's going to be a course correction and something will go wrong now this is very confusing and a little frustrating but it is compelling the art style is well done. Each character has a unique design to them, and seeing him go back and forth and seeing how he deages and changes and little things here and there, maybe scars show up, is a nice touch. I've got to say, it does show progression, and the way things are drawn are just... They're nice. They fit well with this story and narrative. So, compiling all that to get together and the fact that our main character, at first seems like such a tool and you want nothing to do with him but you start sympathizing and understanding his shtick you he comes off as a great character and it does make you want to read more about it you root for him after all that i know that kind of makes no sense but he's a character that you root for 
after a while. First you hate him and then you love him. And that's a good character development concept to do is where you have a character that's that's not a great character, but you want him to better himself. And when he better himself, you're enjoying that journey. And you're going along this journey with him. And for all these reasons, I have to give this our second highest rating. Borrow from Friend and Don't Return Unless Offered Pocky. It's really good. It's just, one, it's really confusing with the temporal physics at times and keeping the timeline straight. But it's a story about someone who's trying to right a wrong and all the parodies behind it reminds me a little bit of um 11 the Stephen. I, I know i said that wrong but it's the stephen king book where the guy finds a way to go back in time to and he tries to stop kennedy's assassination every time something changes slightly it's similar to that with the temporal physics but also it's got a constant progression because he's constantly just going back 12 years whenever he shakes this little brother's hand which also confuses you because the first time he doesn't shake his hand. So how did the first time happen? It's really confusing. It's one of those questions that I don't think is ever answered. But hey, it's a manga. That's how they roll, right? So if you agree with me or disagree with me, tweet me at Spirekin or email me zanspirekin.com. And we're almost done with this awesome episode. So let's get to the second to last thing that we always do in the episodes and that is the releases for the week and for november 10th we have 26 releases and i'm excited for quite a bit of them so first off we had a certain scientific accelerator volume 11 tropical fish urines for snow volume 5 breasts are my favorite thing in the world volume 2 bungo stray dogs volume 16 by the grace of god the manga and light novel volume 1 card captor sakura clear cards volume 8 Fly Me to the Moon, Volume 2, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Edition, Volume 11, Go with the Clouds, North by Northwest, Volume 4, Grand Blue Fantasy, Volume 7, Hitori Jimi, My Hero, Volume 8, Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, On the Side, Sword Oratory, Volume 13, The Manga, Knights of the Ice, Volume 4, Mercury Largo, Volume 16, My Broken Mariko, The Manga, Overlord the Undead King O, Volume 5, Rainbows in Black, Volume 1, Requiem of the Rose King, Volume 13, Renee, Volume 36, Saint Young Men, the Omnibus, Volume 4, which is Volume 7 through 8, Sayuki, the Original Series, Resurrected Edition, Volume 3, Sword Art Online, Alternative Gun Galling Online, Volume 7, The Light Novel, one reviewed last week, Teasing Master Tagaki-san, Volume 10, the Immense in Shadow, Volume 2, The Light Novel. And finally, Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena, Volume 3, The Light Novel. So, a lot of stuff I'm interested in this week. Uh, definitely Saint Young Men, Teasing Master Tagaki-san, Overlord, My Broken Mariko, um, Go with the Clouds, Fly Me to the Moon, By the Grace of God, and definitely a f- Tropical Fish Yearns for Snow, Volume 3. Part of me is interested in checking out Breasts Are My Favorite Thing in the World, though. That seems so weird and crazy. It might be genius. It might be smut. I don't know. We'll have to wait and fucking see. So, before I go any further, I'd like to thank you guys for continuing to come to this podcast. Every time you check it out and download, it puts a smile on my face and helps me keep going. Because sometimes I want to give this podcast stuff, but I love doing this at the same time. And I keep doing it because so many of you check it out and so many of you like it. And we're going to keep going on as long as we can, even if I become the oldest manga podcaster on the planet. So, 
With that in mind, let's get to the part that so many of you enjoy and so many of you have been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's corresponding to that number is the one I'm going to review viewing in the next episode of the Spire Manga Review, episode 394. And we've got some great titles that are all on the Discord app. And if you want to vote for or nominate new manga titles, check out our Discord app. Rather, Discord server. So, let's spin and see what we're reviewing in the next episode, shall we? Because I'm excited for a lot of these. Number nine. Oh, so in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm reviewing another manga about felines, cats. And this one is cool because it was written by the creator of Chi Sweet Home. I'm talking about Konami Konata. And what is the manga I'm talking about? The manga I'm talking about is Sue and Tai Chan. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it going to be as cute as Chi? Is it going to be as well produced? Well, you have to wait for the next episode to find out. So. So, I guess that's it for the end of the podcast. So, with that in mind, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. I'll see you later.